Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 181. Then the door to the bathroom swung open just a few inches, enough for the little brown cat to put her head around the doorframe and up at him curiously. Hey, he said to the cat, I thought I locked that door. He closed the cutthroat razor, put it down on the side of the sink, dabbed at his tiny cut with a toilet paper swab. Then he wrapped a towel around his waist and went into the bedroom next door. His bedroom, like the kitchen, seemed to have been decorated sometime in the 1920s. There was a washstand and a pitcher beside the chest of drawers and mirror. The room itself smelled faintly musty, as if it was too infrequently aired, and the sheets of the bed seemed faintly damp when he touched them. Someone had already laid out clothes for him on the bed, a black suit, white shirt, black tie, white undershirt and underpants, black socks. Black shoes sat on the worn Persian carpet beside the bed. He dressed himself. The clothes were of good quality, although none of them were new. He wondered who they had belonged to. Was he wearing a dead man's socks? Would he be stepping into a dead man's shoes? Then he put the clothes on and looked at himself in the mirror. The clothes fit perfectly. There was not even the stretching around the chest or the shortness in the arms he had expected. He adjusted the tie in the mirror, and now it seemed to him that his reflection was smiling at him sardonically. He scratched the side of his nose, was actually relieved when his reflection did the same. Now it seemed inconceivable to him that he had ever thought of cutting his throat. His reflection continued to smile as he adjusted his tie. Hey, he said to it, you know something I don't, and immediately felt foolish. The door creaked open and the cat slipped between the doorpost and the door and padded across the room, then up onto the windowsill. Hey, he said to the cat, I did shut that door. I know I shut that door. She looked at him, interested. Her eyes were dark yellow, the color of amber. Then she jumped down from the sill onto the bed where she wrapped herself into a curl of fur and went back to sleep, a circle of cat upon the old counterpane. Shadow left the bedroom door open so the cat could leave and the... And that's our page. Shadow is saved by Bast. Is this some of the protection Mr. Ibis had referenced a couple of pages back? Was Shadow under threat of himself or was he under some sort of outside control? Well... There's no answer here. Were I to make a guess, having read the novel before, I would say it's as simple as an intrusive thought that Shadow's happening. This is the first time he's been alone and felt safe in several days, perhaps several years if you consider his time in prison. I know Shadow's internal monologue from the start of the book was that he was big enough that people wouldn't fuck with him, but still, it's prison. He spent one night passed out in the backseat of a car, one night trying to sleep after his formerly dead wife came to visit him, one night sleeping on a couch and watching a goddess pull down the moon from the sky, spent the night after that getting tortured by a faceless extra-governmental agency, and then the night before this one in the presence of the god of television who offered to show him Lucy's tits. So even though he's in a house with some Egyptian gods, this is as probably the closest thing to normal as he's had in quite some time. Sometimes, though, those quiet moments are the most insidious time for intrusive or suicidal thoughts. Shadow wonders if he's going to be wearing dead man's clothing, and I understand from a certain perspective why he'd think that, because it's a funeral home, but I don't know that funeral homes are in the business of keeping dead people's clothing, and even if some are, I wouldn't expect that he would find something that would fit him just perfectly there. My guess would be that the clothing belongs either to Horus or perhaps Set, Maybe some other unknown deity who used to share the home but we haven't heard of yet? I don't know. Shadow looks in the mirror and wonders if his reflection is smiling a smile that he doesn't share. The word he thinks is sardonic, meaning 
mocking or scornful, cynical. And this got me thinking, is there a god or goddess of mirrors? Shadow's suicidal thoughts on the previous page started when he looked at his own reflection, and here on the page, his own reflection causes him to become deeply unsettled in this moment. In Aztec mythology, there was Tezcatlipoca, whose name translates to smoking mirror in reference to the obsidian mirrors the Aztecs used. He's thought to be associated with the night sky, with obsidian, with discord, divination, temptation, war, and strife, among about a dozen other things, but I don't know that it's related to anything close enough to what Shadow's dealing with here. For one thing, though, I don't really remember this coming up again, and I think if Shadow were really being tormented from beyond the mirror, we'd get some sort of follow-up. At the same time, it isn't as though we get an overt or direct reference to all the gods and goddesses we meet either, so I guess absence of evidence is not evidence of absence? Yes, I said that right, didn't I? Sure. In Egypt, they would have used polished bronze or copper to make a reflective surface. The Egyptian deity most associated with mirrors was the goddess Hathor, who is also deity associated with the afterlife, so I guess it could be a reference to... Hathor being turned by the new gods, but we're not given any specific indication on the page, and like I said, throughout the rest of the novel, so I guess I guess I'm just throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. The page ends with Shadow supposedly knowing that he shut the door to his bedroom and Bast still gets in. I peeked a bit around and I didn't find anything specific to Bastet being able to open locked doors or disable barriers or anything else like that, but my guess is that the house is accessible to her and the rest of the gods, regardless, as they've lived in it for a hundred years. Still, she distracts Shadow again when he's starting to get lost in the mirror, so I've just got to think there's something to this. But I don't have anything specific to prove that either, so I guess I'll just keep my eyes open for any mentions of mirrors as the, as the, uh, as the novel continues. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>